Before I begin tonight's episode, I would also like to recognise that while we can be aware of his greatness and impact on the sporting world to millions of fans, I understand that tonight's episode can be a sensitive subject for survivors. Please consider this a trigger warning, and I do understand if you need to turn this episode off. On Sunday, the 26th of January, 2020, at 9.45am Pacific Standard Time, the private helicopter carrying Kobe and Gianna Bryant, John, Kerry and Alyssa Altabelli, Sarah and Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser and Ari Sobian crashed into a mountain in Calabasas, 48 kilometres northwest of downtown Los Angeles. All passengers died instantly. We emerged 24 hours later, thinking it's all a dream. Can this really be the way one of the greatest NBA players of all time has met his maker? To say this has brought the NBA world into a standstill is an understatement. The world as we know it has been reminded of the fragility of life. It's Talitha here, and tonight on behalf of two brownish girls, I'd like to dedicate this episode to a man who has made a big impact on my life. This is for you, Kobe. Hi listeners, this episode tonight is dedicated to Kobe Bryant, which you've probably guessed with the artwork and the name of the episode and my emotions. I've been crying for 24 hours, I'm not going to lie to any of you, but this is why I talked to Cribs today and I really wanted to do this episode. I had everything written out like chronological order of how I started liking basketball and when I started playing basketball and all of that and you know ultimately at the end of the day none of that matters but because what I just want to express is that um I am very sad that someone who had a significant impact in my life as a kid and a teenager died so tragically and um It's just fucking awful. (laughs) I'm laughing as that is my awkward coping mechanism when really, really awful things happen. It's, it's, it's still a shock to me. It's still, I wanted just to do this episode because I don't know what to do with my grief. I don't know how to place it. I don't know how to, you know, a lot of people say, But how can you even be sad when you don't know someone personally? And I mean, I feel like in a way that's a cop-out. There's a lot of influential people in the world and even if we don't meet them or ever cross paths with them, they will still be able to have an impact on our lives in one way or another if we want them to. And it's just just a time that... um, it's just, it's fucked. <laughs> That's the simplest explanation I can give about my feelings right now. It's fucked. Okay. I was lucky um, growing up in the golden era, or one of the golden eras of basketball. You know, the Michael Jordan era, the 90s era. We've got the Chicago Bulls with their back-to-back championships. You know, it's like, you know, MJ had freaking competition like 
he had his equivalents in like each different team, each conference. I love the 90s because nearly everyone had great sportswear. Everyone was decked out in NBA merch. Thanks to, I would definitely credit it to Michael Jordan's influence. Um, I remember owning like NBA Jam on Sega and my dad, my late father, he also loved watching NBA. He'd remind me of all the times he watched NBA as a kid, like when it would be randomly on the TV. Like he remembers like Walt Frazier, like Will Chamberlain. Like um, his favorite memory was when the news was talking about how there's this college kid coming from North Carolina who's pretty good who might be in the 1984 draft and as we know that's Michael Jordan um so it's it's been it's it's the only sport that I actually played so like I love football like shout out Arsenal shout out English Premier League but I've never played football to save my life (laughs) But basketball, basketball was the sport that a fat kid like me surprisingly was all right at and could excel at. And it made me feel welcomed because, you know, even though I was this like fat kid, (laughs) I was still able to do that cardio and sink those shots in and always pretend I was doing like a fucking dramatic layup like shouting Kobe anytime we got a shot in with Haley, you know. And even like my my friendship with my friend Haley, like my best friend, we met through basketball. So our whole relationship, like basketball is a very significant part of our lives. It's been over twenty years. We have been very emotional since hearing this news in regards to Kobe's death. But yeah, it was like the only sport that I really felt like for the first time ever, like I felt like I belonged. And I still feel very strongly about basketball because I played it for a long time. I played it throughout like the end of primary school to the end of high school, had a break, then went back to it. I really didn't know how kid me could run so much and up and down a court. And because of my height, I almost like had minimal breaks because my height was an advantage. Um, it's just, it will always hold a special place in my heart. Like, even though I've been to more football games or even though, you know, I have, like, there's other sports in my life. Basketball will always have, like, that, it's like a childhood, I don't know, a childhood, like, memory. A very strong and positive childhood memory that will always be with me. And, you know, also being a Lakers fan, Laker Nation forever. Like, so many legends who's played. Like, who've played for the Lakers. Like, obviously, like, Kobe and then Shaq. And then you have, like, the old school era, like, Jerry West. You have, like, obviously, Magic Jordan. Hello, like, James Worthy, Kareem, Abdul-Jabbar. Like, it's an endless, like, I'm Laker Nation for life. Like, nothing can change that. So, like, obviously, Laker Nation, obviously, Kobe dying, very, very, my heart hurts. Because this sport's, like, a significant part of my life has been following this sport. And we'll still continue to follow this sport, even, like, 
after Kobe. Like, it was before Kobe and after Kobe and always. But I just want to, like, thank him for, like, always making me feel welcomed. Like, even though he never, like, we never met, he just was a good presence in my life. I always made sure that my jersey numbers were number eight, like Kobe, growing up. <laughs> I still have the same jersey that I wore in 2000. That's still in my wardrobe. And I was looking at it yesterday and then I started crying. I have cried so much. I saw like Doc Rivers interview. He was crying. I started crying. I saw like Dear Basketball. I started crying. Any compilation of Kobe and Gigi, just tears. So much tears. Um, I haven't brought myself to read LeBron's message that he posted today on Instagram yet. Um, reading Shaq's was hard enough because I love Shaq and Kobe together. Back in last, like, another memory of my childhood. And, um, like, even Shaq, like, fuck, imagine how he feels. He's like, it can't even be real. It doesn't feel real. And, yeah, like, as Jerry West said yesterday, I just hope that this is a bad dream and I'll wake up and then everything's back to normal because that's what I feel like when... <coughs> something like this occurs i haven't cried this much since david bowie died just for context on my life at the moment um you're probably tuning in saying okay this is not the two brandish girls episode i was asking for but thanks but i will put a lot of like things like to just mention that this is more like a memorial emotional girl post I mean, it really does teach us about the fragility of life. I mean, only last year, at the end of last year, we were all laughing, making memes out of Kobe and, like, Gigi courtside, you know, when they were talking and we're all making, oh, that's so cute, oh, it's funny, blah, blah, blah. And, like, as someone said on Twitter, I like to think that they didn't even make the end of January 2020. It's fucking crazy. It's... I was lucky to also see him play um, 2009, 2010 season. That was when Lakers at Staples Center versus New Jersey Nets. And I was cut because it was literally the season before. It's when Jason Kidd went to Maverick because I would have so liked to see Jason Kidd play. That would have been fucking sick. Um... But, fuck. I was lucky to see Kobe play and see Phil Jackson, who is a staunch in real life. I didn't realize how staunch Phil Jackson was. But the funniest thing was me trying to, like, shake hands with Pau Gasol. And then he shook a kid's hand, but not mine. And I'm still bitter about that. His tribute was also very sad to me. Like, it's all just sad. So I really don't know where I'm going with this episode, but I'm just very emotional and I feel like I need to express myself and I feel I need just to bring light on how I'm feeling at the moment in regards to this situation, in regards to this tragedy. I mean, we have to recognize, I mean, that's like all those families affected within, like, what is life? You really think of it. What is life? Like... Within an instant, everyone's world is changed forever. Nine people 
gone. Like, I keep seeing posts about how it makes sense that message me when you get home message because some people don't make it home. It's surreal. I always say that to my friends and I hope anyone else continues saying that because we never know what happens. And that's where I think I've talked enough about this and my emotions are resting and I'm getting better. I had a previous recording that went on for a long time, but I was crying throughout it and I thought, I get it, but like I feel like we can do probably just calm down on the crying to Lethal. But I just wanted to I just wanted to thank him. Like I like to thank you, Kobe, for everything you've done for me as a brand kid growing up in Western Sydney. Having you as representation, even though I'm not African American, I really appreciated it. I really I just I don't know what to say. I just wanna thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you've done for my friends, other fans around the world. Um we'll never forget you. We'll never forget your mama mentality. I I sent all my love to all the families affected, especially Vanessa and your three remaining daughters. I just I just hope that you know in this time we can just realize how precious life is and how short life is. I mean, he's only 41. That's only 11 years older than me. That's not much. It's funny I always thought these players were older because, you know, they were already older when I was a kid. But when push comes to shove at the end of the day, like, there's not much of a difference. And it's sad that, you know, that he he won't be there to see his girls grow up and everything. But at least, um, as a girl who's lost her father, that I could only find solace knowing that at least Gigi has him. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I really, I just hope everyone supports the family, supports everyone in LA at a time like this. And yeah, so thanks for everything, Kobe. Thanks for the the impact you made on my life. Thanks for being part of my team, the team that I grew to love. And I just hope that wherever you are you guys are taking care of each other